0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, bots and cons to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. We are here for part two of this week's episode, as we have in recent weeks, we're splitting it up. This time we got spoilers, and well, we we talked on part one, if you haven't listened to it or watched it, go check it out. It's all about event coverage, some exciting news from Vector Sigma. Well, well, I don't want to spoil too much, go check it out. It's... Uh, it's some interesting stuff that came up, but we are back for more spoilers. Again, it's kind of broken up in not sort of organized fashion. So (laughs) the first one up is, and I grouped them sort of together. That is our new legend size fire cons who Scott, did did you have a clue who any of these guys were coming into this? I,
1: I remember that the toys existed. I just, didn't know they were like even a named quote team or if you were to tell me what their names were no clue
0: this so it's funny because spark stalker in particular because of the comics like he actually had like there are scenes that call out to him like spark stalker gets married in in one of them um sure <laughs> and but for some reason in my head i always heard spark eater which i don't know if i don't know if you read the comics for that but it's kind of like a a monster in the Transformers universe, like it's a bedtime story nightmare thing. Did you get up to but that it's point? Not in the, to come? It's
1: not like that because I had that guy that was like a two-headed dragon. It's not like them, though, right?
0: Uh, are you talking about? No, it's not like a monster con, if that's what you
1: mean. Not the Combiner team. There were also these other guys that had like, like one was like a Fenris wolf.
0: Oh yeah, like Weird Wolf and, um, yeah. and Twin Inferno and them. No, no, so. It's- Spark, okay. The Spark Eaters, as opposed to Spark Stalker, who I was confusing the two myself. Um, the Spark Eaters were something, as far as I know, just in the IDW comics. And like I said, he was kind of a boogeyman. Um, okay. That there was a big storyline about them, so I don't want to spoil that for anybody. Um, it actually was a cool storyline, but anyway, enough digression, Transformers lore. Mm-hmm. So the actual fire cons, like you, I didn't realize they were... a. Th- a team? <laughs> like I saw Cindersore on shelves. I don't think I ever saw Flame Feather or Spark Stalker. Um, but as far as cards, I kind of lumped them together. What do you what are your thoughts on these guys, Scott?
1: Um so until they spoiled the The tribal the card tribal utility. Um I didn't think that playing them as a team was necessary, even though the what is he like a a bird of some
0: sort. I don't know what, what do you yeah, want to call him. I guess a griffin. Like I, yeah, that's to fair. me he looks like a griffin, but it's not quite. That's flame feather Honestly. for anybody wondering. Yeah. So he's First the defense armor. guy.
1: Yeah. So like he's the only one that really has an inherent ability that helps the team by giving the whole all of them bold one. I think to end the turn.
0: Uh, when you flip to this uh-huh. mode, each of your fire cons gets bold one. Yeah, into all right. mode.
1: Right. So, but the others don't have any abilities that really matter for being part of the team until the utility came out. Right. So, um, I think they're all very good cards on their own. Um, to see play in various, obviously, aggro decks. Um, because they're just powerful. So, like, what we could start with that one. Like, y- you basically have a... Uh, Built in, it's even better than inverted because like, your blues and your oranges will both help him. Right. Um, he effectively is going to have,
0: because of that, it, it provides something unique that aggro decks typically don't have. You know, like, otherwise. Like,
1: like three defense or whatever. Yeah, and he has 11
0: health, so it's not insignificant. Like, your opponent's going to have to make some sort of an effort to actually get to this guy, even if you're playing orange, I think.
1: Right, if you're playing bashing shields or if you're playing even improvised shield on them, like
0: it makes it. (laughs) Yeah, that's actually. Yeah. That's a good point.
1: So. And and hilariously
0: enough, the improvised shield flipped on defense is now a security checkpoint or handheld blaster.
1: Right. I mean, this guy's insane to me. Like, like, this is just an ability that, like is is warranted and like you know i I mean it's expensive star cost wise for like what you're getting on it like in an aggro deck situation but like yeah he he can certainly take hits so that's what i like about him um specifically like i think he's just a powerful ability in that type of deck um
0: i think the best one is the the damage one one, let me guess yes yes (laughs) you you don't say (laughs) um who saw it's, that it's one a heavy, coming
1: <laughs> it's, it's a heavy but he, but his flip is also the most relevant to it really yeah,
0: play a free action yeah
1: oh no mind. No, 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 you know, his flip is the worst one
0: my bad the, so uh, his yeah cindersaur when you flip to alt mode lets you play an orange action yeah that's the worst of, of the of the flips mm. the other guy is the uh the bashing shield which is the best one right so um the here's the question or the I guess the the question a lot of people are going to want to ask is, so he attacks for seven because presumably you put like a flamethrower on him. The notable thing is that on him, but sure. What was that? I probably put like something better, but sure. Well, but just that, in order uh, to get the yeah. bolt too, so that you can get the trigger yep. is where th- that's where the question is leading to is is doing that enough because you get the trigger.
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: So, it, because you get
1: to you get to you get to damage a different character than you're attacking,
0: and that's things. the key component. Yeah, where I was right. uh, that was kind of leading leading the witness, I guess. <laughs> so the the
1: point the point of agro decks is it, one of the one of the downsides of agro decks um, is that if they go first, the first attack isn't always necessarily relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what makes Insecticons so powerful is that you get to attack with Scrapmull first, and then he's also relevant on defense, which you get to do in this situation as well. Now you have a guy that can also defend effectively. Um, this guy allows you to. So, say you damage some guy, whatever. Um, they they usually don't attack back with that guy unless he's just going to auto die to something else. Um, so, they usually don't attack back with that character that was targeted, typically. Um, it's just the way the play pattern uh, Plays out, so they attack with somebody else. But it doesn't mean that they don't ever expose the original guy you attacked. So, right when they if, when they are eventually forced to, this guy can continue to damage that same exact target. So, like, there's chances that you can get like free kills out of nowhere almost because mm-hmm. you're just doing damage to guys that are not necessarily the targets they want them to be. Um, even if even if you have the, I mean, obviously he can attack the guy because they're tapped, but like you might just be able to kill two guys probably relatively easily if you pack the rest of the deck with direct damage. So, like, this guy is really good to me uh, in various builds.
0: Now, have you already run the numbers? So, I called out Flamethrower mostly because it was, like, the first thing that gave bold and his orange off the top of my head, aside from what we're staring at, the the Firecon Flame, the tribal card. Um, Are you anticipating that you're going to Run power swords along these with these guys, or just okay. I'm just gonna play orange and white pips, and then as a smattering of bold. I guess where it I'm depend- going with it- oh god. It, de- it depends if there are that
1: give you focus as an action or an up- uh, upgrade. Mm-hmm. Focus. You definitely skews word. things for sure. Yeah, is what allows you to smooth out like getting rid of the the power swords on attack when you to like if you play three treasure hunts you're just gonna have a better chance of actually playing it so like once it's in play you don't care the math supports power sword being in play over flamethrower just in general in the deck it doesn't support it as much but like if you're willing to like which you should be like play a bunch of treasure hunts and, and 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 there are other abilities that allow you to make use of getting it out of the way when you don't want it, then Power Sword is pro is going to be more viable here. Yeah. Um but if his survivability is lower for whatever reason the big token on his back, it's just as good to just run Power Punch anyway if he's only going to get in there for a certain number of attacks anyway. Right. So I don't know yet. It depends on like what that situation is. I mean, clearly you're gonna play Supercharge. I'm sure you're gonna have to play flamethrower because except for the guy that um the defensive one like the other one you want to get through was I think it's three oranges right or is it only two
0: to the draw two guy yeah it's three
1: oranges yeah, yeah so you're gonna wanna, you are gonna want to he's not as good there's nothing wrong with drawing two cards he's just not as good uh because I just don't like drawing cards like at the end of your turn just isn't as important um of course, but I, you'd rather have them when you, the you can want- play them. Right. <laughs> yeah. but, what he, but what he allows you to do, though, is is do this, like, I'm all in on him. Like, you're like, I flip the defensive attack, whatever, I do my damage. Then I flip this, then I go all in to make sure my my draw two cards guy gets a bunch of damage in and draws me two cards. Okay, now by the time the last guy attacks, I have the same number of cards I had in my hand when the second guy attacked, plus one, and now I can go all in on him as well. Yeah. So I think they're very powerful. Um, it's 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 different than having like a four wide insecticons or like a three wide sentinels, but I, so I think it'll play out differently. But I think they're powerful. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was going to necessarily be a buy because I didn't think you needed it. But things have changed um, mm-hmm. given the tribal card, but as well as like I just think it's something you can do anyway. Yeah. The only negative I think they have is that. They all want to attack and pretty much always be in bot mode. So, like, you have to use a lot of flips um, as throughout the course of the game. Like, especially when they attack the first time, they all want to be attacking in in bot mode, which means you're really not going to get the ability to like do some of these flip back effects until the second go around. And realistically, again, they always Mm -hmm. still want to attack in the other modes.
0: But to your point, a lot of them. I mean, yes, the bold matters because obviously all of, well, not all of them, but two out of three care how many oranges you flip on attack. Uh, the Mm -hmm. other one pops armor, which is relevant. The other one, the third one is the, the brainstorm for orange. And I guess that remains to be seen whether that's important in fire cons, as opposed to, I'm sure there will be plenty of attempts at making it, you know, a brainstorm effect somewhere else. Um, Sure. Um, So, aside from those scenarios, I agree with you that they all want to flip, but they aren't losing any defensive stats across all three. Like, they're 2-2, 2-2, 1-1 on both sides. So, I don't think it's the end of the world. No, I agree. Um, My main concern, as strange as it may sound, is just press the advantage. It's another Decepticon team. These guys are relatively sturdy. Um, but they're not immensely so, so, like, oppress the advantage on even the defensive guy probably means he's dead.
1: I don't think he's dead, I just think that, I mean, they're still gonna need a good upgrade as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, it. it's not like, oh, well, I'm gonna, I mean, Flame War wouldn't work, but, you know, play it on random three, you know, random aerial bot, unless it's the wheel turn, and then they're getting multiple attacks in, plus other burn, it's... I think it's something to to be cognizant of. Just the existence of Press the Advantage influences, at least for me, whenever I see Decepticons, I'm like, oh, that would be really fun to play, but, oh yeah, there's Press. <laughs> and I'll just, I have to be aware of it as I'm building stuff or playing. That's fair. I mean, I, ju- I think the damage one is just
1: powerful enough to see play universally, so like, I think you can mm. get around that. And I think the utility just does so much work. It's it's just yeah. not...
0: No, I, I agree with you. This is a team that actually has me legitimately excited to just play them. Although I could certainly see, like you said, the, the damage guy outside of this. Oh, well, I'll just supercharge him. I'll just power punch him. I'll just whatever. Right. And oh, right. plasma burst your guy and punch that. Like That just seems like it has so much potential. Notably, uh, one of them is ranged, which I don't know how much that'll actually matter. Uh, but they aren't the, the, uh, flame feather, the Griffin guy, the defense one is range. The other ones are not, it, there's no specialist on this team, unfortunately. But they're only 20 and they're only 24 starters. when you add them up, right? So they a star a card, right? Yep. So they could get it. Well, they will get a star card. Obviously you're going to probably, they, I guess, mount they will missiles. get mounted missiles. Yeah. They will get mounted missiles. <laughs> so it'll be, yeah. Yeah. we were on the, we're going in the mm. same direction there. Um, <laughs> so anything else on the fire cons? No, just the utility
1: is awesome. I mean, like, yeah. you get... The utility is essentially, like... For them, it's a better matrix that goes on anybody because whatever character you play it on affects the entire team. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to be... Chris- like I'm sure there will be Christmas land times where you have more than one of them in play, but I don't think you can depend on it, obviously. But, like, obviously, it's the
0: same thing to do. This is a deck that probably wants Swindled. <laughs>
1: probably. It's <laughs> also probably... It's definitely a deck that wants Treasure on.
0: Well, Yes. And, um,
1: so yeah, I mean, it's possible. And then, cause once you have more than one of them down, it's just insane. Like, yeah, how you can lose that game. Um, because the big thing is you can play on it. You can play it on a character that's already acted and it helps the team. Yeah. So it's, it's not like the thing where you're like, I want to play a weapon on the guy going to attack and attack. Like you can, you can play it on a tapped guy and they'll, they'll still have that.
0: Which Maybe the defensive guy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which is massive.
0: So, yeah, exactly.
1: Um, uh, that, that card really puts this team over the top because it just allows so much diversity in when you draw cards, when you play cards. It's just very mm. powerful.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this team is definitely exciting, and I think it, it offers a lot of... I mean, you put it succinctly earlier that it it's not going to play the same as other three-wide or even, in general, orange-aggressive teams, which is is good that they, they're... I want to play aggro, but I don't want to play bugs, sentinels, dino bot, whatever. Pick one of the teams. Mm -hmm. Well, this does something similar, but it's similar, not the same. So, it gives you alternatives. So, uh, I guess moving from there, we are actually going to switch gears over to some of the battle cards real quick. So, one of the ones that came up actually during the event was laser cutlass, or as people were referencing it later on, Fusion Canada Megatron. Um, <laughs> Fair. Now that you've had some time to think about this, are do you like this card?
1: Uh, at the time that it was printed, I said it was going to be the most expensive rare of the set. So, mm-hmm. um, yes. I mean, this card is amazing. Mm. So this takes care of all the problems I have with piercing blaster. Um, Except for the fact, obviously, that only certain characters
0: can wield it. Um, well, I mean, yes, but I, I could think of some higher than seven star characters that could or would want it potentially, but there probably aren't that many. You know, like um, there, were spe- there were specific ones that I thought would be yeah, it'd be good on. But I think it's it's fine with the restriction. Like, it's not the card isn't fodder because of the restriction. No, not at all. Like it'll
1: heavily shine. I mean it's funny, like I listened back to our last podcast basically mm. like dissing on Chromia and now all of a sudden this makes her viable. Right. Um which she's appropriately on the card. Um uh, yeah, that I was about
0: to call that out if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: but like this card is insane for Aerial Bots. This card is um insane in three wide Optimist decks, just three wide defensive decks in general, mm-hmm. um, because you're going to have at least two viable targets in that situation. Um, typically, like, any three wide defensive deck, like, the middle, t- the the middle and small character usually struggle to do damage. That's out the window. Um, so, like, right there are two viable meta decks that will immediately improve by using this card.
0: Um, Let me ask you this, Scott, not to break your train of thought, but do you think the existence of this and in conjunction with other things we're seeing, specifically weaponizers, battle masters, the obvious thing is, okay, well, people, instead of playing bashing shields, are going to drift more back to ramming speeds or vaporizes, those sort of things. Do you think the fact that we're seeing something like laser cutlass is enough of a hindrance to battle masters and things like that to make you second guess building a deck around them? Or with them?
1: No, because this is really good on them to at least get them to doing damage before they become the weapon. So so like, I think this is really, really good with the, the one guy, whatever the one guy I really like. I always forget his name. The blue guy.
0: Tough three guy. Oh, the tough the, the tough three Decepticon? Yeah, I don't remember his name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, tough Decepticon yeah. guy. <laughs> you, you're yeah. a tough dude for, for a little while until yeah. we have the cards in hand. I know he's a raider or something. I just forget what his name is. <laughs> yes, I, I'll... While you're talking, I'll go back and look for it. But I guess where I'm going with it is more... Do you expect that now... Okay, we have a a pretty decent quantity of viable weapons, including blue ones now. You got this, you got... Well, the tough guy turns into a blue one um, for all that... Or would be running a blue deck, so we'll we'll dub him a blue one. Do you expect that ramming speeds, vaporize those sort of things are going to make enough of a comeback to care? Or is it just... Well, if they have it, they have it.
1: Quartermaster exists, so it's not really relevant for me. Yeah, you would still run that deck with any, as we talked about last time, with any Battlemaster deck. So Mm -hmm. that's why it really doesn't bother me. Like, I mean, if they're gonna get rid of the weapon, they're gonna get rid of the weapon. But like, for this card specifically, like, I don't, I'm not worried about it. Like this, this card will put in a lot of work, and that's that's what matters to me. Like, this card will guarantee do damage. Um, and then it gives you the possible attack on top, which is not irrelevant. So
0: gotcha. Completely reasonable.
1: As it stands now, like to me, this is the most ubiquitous card in the set at or, at the rare level, so which will show up in the most lists. So that's why I feel like
0: mm-hmm.
1: the way it stands now. If I had to, if I was speculating, I would say this is <laughs> going to be the highest price rare in the set.
0: This is your mining pick. Ah, uh, yeah, for now. Definitely, yeah. I mean, obviously there's still cards to be revealed. I don't know off the top of my head how many rares we have remaining, but we'll we'll see how that goes. I um, think the firecon card is a rare also, but which is also really good so the uh oh the the tribal card you mean yeah uh I might as well check it right now because we're we're on it. um the firecon card is a rare, which makes sense yeah uh those guys themselves actually are common uncommon and rare. Which, I guess, there's three of them. Oh, who's the rare? The rare is Cindersaur, who is the damage guy. Shocker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who's surprised? Who has <laughs> two thumbs yep. and is not surprised? This guy. Um, okay, so moving on from Laser Cutlass, which I think I agree with you. I There are a lot of hypothetical and r- realistic uses for it. I mean, they should have just put Flame War on the card, as far as I'm concerned. Well, honestly, yes, but. yes. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but they do have a thing, They Drew had mentioned this, that it's uh, characters wielding weapons, characters that are in the set. Yep. I mean, mostly he was talking about Battle Masters, but I guess here as well. Um, yep. Moving from there, we have our two new secret actions. The first one up is Infiltrate, which you were talking about control decks, and I know you've played them in other games. So uh, talk to us about this counterspell.
1: Is this the orange one, or is this the deck. Yes, one? Yes,
0: this is the uh, orange action counterspell, essentially. So the question becomes,
1: can you afford to just run, I mean, with, without the use of cyborg, can you just afford to just run, how many of these can you afford to run in your deck? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think this card can see just universal play without a metagaming. So, if we're in this metagame game right now, I would certainly run more than one of it. The-
0: well, um, so let's say let's assume there is because uh, Mark had actually brought up and kind of beat me to the punch in the uh, Vector Sigma Discord when this card was revealed. Mostly because I I think I was at worker in a meeting and he had already said it by the time I got out. But the scenarios to me that I would want this is you you want this, but don't want disruptive entrance. And when is that? So they, they're top decking the action. Because otherwise, any turn that you'd played this, you could have just played disruptive entrance and ripped that orange action out of their hand.
1: Well, this is the same exact conversation we had about counter spells when we first talked about secret actions. Yeah. So that situation is going to, you're going to get in that situation be pretty much past turn two or three. Mm-hmm. They're, they're in top decking mode. Especially if you go first and they can play the first action, chances are they're going to be in that mode relatively quickly. Yeah. So if throughout a long game where you're playing the control deck, mm-hmm. you're going to be in more situations like that than the disruptive engine situation in my opinion.
0: Well, the, the other scenario that I was going to propose, which I don't know if it's necessarily more relevant, is that so you need to protect your major character. So Mm-hmm. Okay, the, and that kind of ties back to the disruptive entrance where, like, it, it, going into a wheel turn or something like that, you just want to make sure that they aren't getting two clean hits on, say, your Optimus. You know, like, you have to get in, they're going to attack it, and then, you know, either they'll get another attack later. You, you just don't, you want to make sure that that guy is protected and this accomplishes that. And it'll protect it from that hypothetical top deck of whatever the orange action happens to be, to minimize right. the attack. So you it has purposes. Uh, to your point, outside of shockwave stuff, um I guess it, again, it'll be a meta-call to see do you do you really want this? But this card's really, really
1: good with shockwave. <laughs> well, because
2: he, yeah. he, he discards
1: <laughs> cards from your opponent's hands you p- puts them in that situation exactly more quickly right so it's extremely powerful with it it's also obviously powerful with skyward as well like that's that's the other thing like remember skyward has to get two different secret actions back with
0: his flip ability yep so, so you, yeah you need a quantity of them or well not a quantity a variety of them
1: right so you can run like one of each of the ones that were revealed and probably like three of the um the original one that was revealed that you're going to run in any defensive deck. Yeah. So like just giving that quantity and, and through flips, just getting them into your, your scrap pile and then playing them and drawing a card off them through him is going to be extremely viable. So like, I just feel like secret action based decks are going to be most powerful in the hands of one of those two characters. Um, I right. do think again, like the, um, defensive incoming transmission is just a ubiquitous card that's you to play in any defensive deck. But yes. like, Yes, But outside of just running that card in every single deck the way it stands right now, only having seen four of them, um, other secret action-based decks are going to be based around either Shockwave or Skywarp, and I think both those characters like this card. Yeah. So it's
0: That's why I like it. It's interesting that Laserbeak is the Soundwave minion that interacts with secret actions, but Ravage is on here, uh, and none of them seem to... I mean, they they might want this effect for the reasons that we were saying to protect Soundwave or or protect, you know, whoever on a given turn, but they don't have, as you said, with Shockwave, the ability, at least right now, to rip apart your opponent's hand and then push them into this scenario. Right. Uh, Which is unfortunate just because I'm always looking for more excuses for Soundwave, but anyway. (laughs) Uh, Any other things for Infiltrate before we move into Take Cover? Nope. So the other one is well. I, I'm sure you hate this card because it's anti burn. Sure. <laughs> There's a theme we have to stick to. It, it's, <laughs> it's part of the requirements. Um, so do you feel that this one is actually good enough?
1: If you're playing in my metagame, it's good enough.
0: Yeah.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> if you're playing it universally, uh, I assume it's still good enough. I mean, I mean, what this, I mean. I feel like one shell stand should be in more decks in the next set because of battle masters. So if you look at because you know you want to you want to be damaging your guys for value to put them into actively to put them into the weapon mode, mm-hmm. um, this card really hurts one shell stand because yeah. you still take three damage on your guy and your he doesn't take anything.
0: So. Yeah, that that's gonna feel real bad. <laughs> <laughs> so. um... Uh, I mean,
1: this card does what it, it it's supposed to do. Um, I just don't know that it it's white, right? Not blue? No, it's blue. Oh, uh, okay. Um, again, I, I think that the two decks that were be based on secret actions with Shockwave and or... Well, I wouldn't run too, too wide, so Shockwave or Skywarp mm-hmm. should run this as a one-of as it stands right now. Um, but I don't think... Again, it'll be a meta call, but I don't necessarily think that um, Universal Blue Deck should run should consider running this because I don't think it's as important for them.
0: I I'm not sure. This is one I I legitimately am not sure about only because I could see the value in a variety of different things. Because yes, if you're you're not preventing it long term but if the focus is i just need to make sure that my optimus prime that's at 11 damage attacks one more time okay this, this you know send out somebody else and this blocks for you um yeah. and i don't know if that there are enough scenarios that couldn't just simply be covered by playing it properly you know like is this a crutch or is this actually no i'm he gets damaged enough in a reasonable way that I can't do anything about, I'll play this to just buy that one more turn. And does it buy that one more turn? Um, because as you said, the One shell Stand should probably see a lot more play, or Plasma Burst, or, or Pick a Burn spell. Um, well, One shell Stand should see more play because of Battle Masters. That's the point. Well, yes. But, I mean, going forward,
1: clearly, yes. Yeah, but... I mean... If there's heavily ranged blue decks, our rubber hovercrafts, you want to play. Like if there's heavy sentinels that leaves the guy at one damage, and you use this to stop their hot rod, like you just basically force your opponent to attack you one more time. Like that has value. Yeah, so I agree. Yeah, yeah. I I think what you're saying, I'd have to see it play out. I I don't think you're wrong in what you're saying,
0: and I agree. I don't know if it's something that holds water. I I would want to see it an actual game with it but i it seems reasonable
1: i'm not disagreeing it may quote be a win more um but at the same time like i, I think i think again in the two decks that are going to want to play it it's a fine one of to have for certain mm-hmm. situations
0: exactly yeah in in those decks i expect to see these i think the real question as you were saying is whether it will make an appearance outside of those shells and I, I, this is something I don't think I can call at this stage. We'll have to wait and see how it shapes up. That's fair. Um, so those are the the three battle cards, unless I miss something again, which is entirely possible. No, um, I don't think so. I think that's all. So now we're back to characters, and we'll we'll wrap it up with those four. So the first one up is Raider Ion Storm, who is Nemesis with debilitating crystal. Um, sort of.
1: He's gigantic, right?
0: Yeah, he's seven fourteen three 3 with a blank text box in alt mode, but I mean, maybe that's fine? Like, 3 defense and 14 health takes a long time to chew through, again, assuming you're playing in a blue shell. It's a plane, somebody had mentioned it in the Discord, it's a plane that is not unhappy to just attack in alt mode. I mean, obviously, you don't get the debilitating crystal effect from the bot mode, but maybe that's just not as important as living forever or effectively forever for this guy. I don't know. You'll definitely get the bombing run with this guy for sure. Well, I mean, that's the thing is I don't know if three, this is what three wide planes wanted. So you're this guy, thundercracker, aerial bot slash whatever the, the two new things are. Starscream or, uh, Starscream or the, the green, um, whatever Decepticons from the new set from the set.
1: Or, yeah, or uh, the, the wind blade from the star and the star right. train from the
0: star. But, you know, random five-star plane that you probably, you know, they're just there to fill out stars, effectively, in a lot of cases. Um, yes, you, you should be able to bombing run and turn it into a plasma burst, which I think is reasonable. But I don't know if that's necessarily what planes was missing. Maybe it is. I mean
1: I guess as a control deck mm-hmm. I think the nemesis argument is there but like what's his attack in bot mode?
0: He's 714-2 instead of 3 But he has the built-in crystal built-in right. which is not irrelevant which, yeah. is, a, which is relevant Against other with- blue de- stuff
1: yeah and against weaponizers, yes, and battle masters. Yep, this guy's insane in Siege Unlimited, obviously.
0: Uh, well, yes. <laughs> um, it seems like that's a theme. Like, it just here's a big block of stats that you probably want to open this guy limited.
1: Yeah, this guy, especially though, because of the the
0: way that he interacts
1: with battle masters.
0: Yes, for sure, absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm always up for a good excuse to try planes myself, because I really do like bombing run and I'm not looking to, you know, play five wide and bombing run for five and do silly things. I'm more... I guess the more reasonable take of I just want it to be a plasma burst and then play essentially nine plasma bursts. I mean, I guess... I don't know if that's good enough, though. That's the problem. I don't think it is. (laughs)
1: I don't think he's good enough just because I don't think like characters like Nova Star see play or like things mm. like that. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he's bad for being relatively vanilla and I feel think he's powerful. So yeah, there's a chance he might see play um, because I don't think he's that bad. I just think that like when you're getting into those star costs, you're talking about you're, you're talking about building the deck around your, those kind of characters usually. Right. And he just doesn't do anything unique enough
0: and have his abilities that are, like, build around me, yeah. then I think it's that big of a deal. I agree, and that's kind of where I am with him. It's, okay, I could build a plain deck with this guy where I could go one more star and play Optimus, or even if you went to Nemesis, you get a a more interesting ability. It's it's a big block of stats, and maybe mm-hmm. that's good enough. He, he does because the attack is so high, and well, all the stats are so high that it is on that threshold of okay. Maybe it's just good enough to be a giant beat stick. Um, like I said, I'm always up for a good excuse to try planes again, but I, I I'm not gonna like. Don't anybody interpret that as oh yeah, planes are they're coming back? It wave three is what's gonna do it. No, I I don't know. <laughs> i'm not gonna hold my breath on it but i'll i'll give it a try at some point it's fair so uh moving from there we have general megatron uh who is doing his best to try and bring back tanks um so he's, he's... no that's not what it's about sure he is come on <laughs> <laughs> it's all he's It's just like the last guy he has the tag he has to be in the tribal deck you're not allowed to play it anywhere else ever for any reason, sure. <laughs> uh, he, he's actually pretty cool. So he, um, I picture his alt flip to alt is probably going to be dark mount. Just so you don't have to discard cards. So again, plasma burst. I think yep. that's reasonable to achieve. And and every once in a while, you'll you'll live the dream. And you know, one shall stand somebody for free. Um, it'll be tough, but yeah, uh, yeah. You're <laughs> like I said, live the dream. Um, the. Bot mode ability at the start of your turn, if this has three or more upgrades, do one damage to each enemy. End of your turn. End of your turn. It's a huge difference. No, it's uh, at the start of your turn. I thought it was at the end of your turn. No, I'm looking at it right now. Sorry. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. (laughs) Otherwise, yeah, that would be be significantly different. (laughs) Yeah, my bad. Um, Mm, Okay. As end of turn, yes, I think. I feel like as it is written it's that's asking a lot i mean you get you clearly could just go all decepticon and get swindled and then try and load him up that way um no i
1: just think you just play it as if he
0: has it he has it um well yeah i i think it. i don't mean build the deck around trying to swindle the new designs things onto him because that doesn't seem reasonable but it it it's not impossible for this thing to just happen. So okay, so because I thought it was end the turn, this changes
1: things then. Because okay. now he's much better with hunger down than I thought. Because now you don't care. Now you, well, yeah, because now you can get the armor and then back and then, but you you if you have a weapon on you, just one by playing hunger down get the armor on you play a utility and then like you're fully suited up Mm -hmm. well you could have done that even if it was end of turn well it would have been it was yeah it's just that now um i don't know it's more active i guess you have more time you don't have the time like you have to be in that mood to get the damage off but um Mm -hmm. It's two more attack also, but I don't know if that matters. I mean, that does matter, but um, no, he's powerful. I mean, yeah, no doubt about it. He's super rare, mm-hmm. um, so I guess there's probably not going to be a since Cog was a, a super rare.
0: Um, yeah, we talked about that uh, offline. I could see them moving the Decepticon Cog Brunt that is into the other set to like split it across, because otherwise, either they're going to have an odd number of super rares or a lot of super rares and it just feels like six would be too many
1: so this is like the three wide Decepticon as opposed to three wide Optimus Um, yeah it's going to come to it's going to come down to how viable and how active that flip can be Um, because if you can get it if you can get it to be three damage relatively consistently in a control shell where you can mm. decide on who gets attacked um, it's going to be
0: powerful well now that you're getting as we talked about earlier with laser cutlass that they're one of the issues previously is that viable blue weapons were just in short supply like yes you have energon axe okay well you're restricted in who it can go on you can run one of the blasters and well this guy will get access to armed hovercraft Um, And so will, like, certain 7-drops that you're going to run with flame. Yep. So So, you... And... um, Yeah. I don't think it's... It's still going to be a challenge, I think, to get to three weapons. Just because... Either one of two things are going to happen. One, it's the increased rise in ways to address weapons because of all the stuff in this set. Like, there's lots of things that you're going to want to hypothetically remove weapons. Or two... Even in a blue shell, like, your guys are gonna die. So, it it may be a challenge to have three targets to drop three weapons on. Not, But, I mean, even if it's a plasma burst, it's still really good. Yes, that's why I would, when I said earlier that as a yeah. repeatable plasma burst, I think that's reasonable and expected.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just wonder how much the strafing run ability is gonna matter, but, I mean, you're gonna have to be in that mode of time, so...
0: Yeah, I mean, so you're going to be running security consoles, <clears throat> excuse me, um, sparring gear, and then you're already running weapons. Um, but if you're playing... It, like, that ability fights the other ability because you're only going to have so many turns to play upgrades, barring Swindled or something. And if you're syncing everything into the strafing run, those are upgrade actions... As opposed to action actions um, that are not playing weapons on your other guys to power up the flip mode. Yeah, that's 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 fair. Um, yeah, I mean, like I impossible. think I think yeah. maybe it'll come down to matchups. Like you want the spread against certain things, but you want the bolt against other things. I I don't know how that. Like I can't think of a good example off the top of my head, but maybe that's how well, it'll be. Well, combiner team, combiner teams is stuff like that. That's reasonable. Um I just I don't know. It, it I like the guy. He's definitely something to build around. He notably has similar but slightly larger stats than the Wave One Megatron. So yeah, one one more health and an extra defense in alt mode. So Maybe this time, guys. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I really wanted the original Megatron to work, the rare Megatron, obviously, and I just could never get him to work. And I still am a little concerned that he that the fragility might still be there, but it's no different, like you said earlier, than, okay, well, this is the purple version of Three Wide Optimus. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to look heavily at any damage-based abilities, so... Well, of course, yeah. <laughs> as you are want to do <laughs> now. It, this, yeah. I like the I do actually like this guy. Like I, I think it's, I think this is completely reasonable and it's, it's something that's worth playing into. So comparing it to the, the initial Megatron, the initial rare Megatron, that one, great. I have 17 attack. Well, until steamroll showed up, that's all sinking into one guy. And it's a concept that you bring up a lot, Scott, of, of just overkilling things. This allows you to get at those other guys that either they're trying to protect or just splitting extra damage, getting, air quotes, free damage from things, as opposed to having to go tall and just Hulk smash one thing that's 90% wasted. Yeah, agreed. It helps you catch up in scenarios where you might not otherwise, or get ahead in scenarios you might not otherwise, so. Nope, yep, agreed. Um, so anything else for Megatron before we move on to Blowpipe. No, no good there. So, uh, Blowpipe and his uh, Battlemaster mode of really, really, really long weapon name. Um, Sure. I didn't realize how silly some of these names were until I actively... (laughs) Like, somebody called it out in the Discord, and I'm like, wow, you're not kidding. These are a little silly. Um, In bot mode, he has Focus 1, but in his weapon mode, when the upgraded character attacks and you flip battle cards, it gets plus one for each different color among battle icons you flipped and it has no base attack, so since it doesn't give you focus, and unfortunately, the the weapons don't grant the tribal tag, so like you don't get ranged because you're holding this guy. Um... I guess you can count on maybe a plus two? Like it, I mean, it, isn't, the, isn't the promo guy just better? I, yeah, I was about to say, like, it... it is this guy your worst battle master right now?
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're going to play the five, a five drop battle map, the, the one you get for playing in the release event is just better because both of them want to be playing multiple colored pips. So like both of them want to have as many different colors as you possibly can. And like, if you, the other one, the only requirement is if you have, if you flip more colors than they do, you get plus two. So you go from two to four here if you flip more colors than they do, you may not get to that. Yeah. So, just... like, I, I don't know. Like, the other guy's just better. Like, if 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 there wasn't the direct comparison, and he was the only five drop battle master, it might be a different story. But like, have, I don't like having no initial attack. I just think I don't like this guy.
0: It feels weird that he, he doesn't give you the focus one. It feels like that needed to be there at the very least. I don't think yeah. it would be enough. Like I, because you'd still have to figure out a way to run three or four pip colors and have enough playable cards. But I don't know. Maybe if we get a whole bunch of new blue, black, or uh, some—I don't think we've seen any green, black, or or better orange, black ones. That I don't know. I'm not excited by this guy.
1: No, I'm not either. I think I just think the promo guy's just better. Yeah, and I like that
0: guy. And then this guy's just like, eh, whatever. Yep. So, uh, moving from Blowpipe, our last one is General Optimus Prime. Uh, so, he gives all the keywords. Well, maybe not all of them, but a lot of them. Um, he's actually 11 stars. He's not a super rare. So, we don't have the the mirror with Megatron. Um, but in bot mode, he has bold one, tough one, and focus one. Whereas in alt mode, he gives each of your other characters bold one and, and tough one. That that's a lot of stuff going all over. Um, <laughs> what do you what do you have to say about this guy?
1: A uh, huge fan of guys that give other guys help when they're not actively doing anything. It's like the one we
0: talked about with the Firecon Ability yep. card, and it's in um, the mode that so you flip, get him with Optimus, flip him back, so that he's in his higher defense mode hypothetically, or you know you just never flip him, leave it there until you're ready to attack on the last turn. You know, like, on your wheel turn. You do that. Um,
1: you, because it's not an active flip, so you just leave him, you leave him
0: in. Yeah, exactly. Um,
1: I mean, clearly attacking, he's nowhere near as good as, uh, Battlefield Legend. Well,
0: it's hard to, that's, Um, that's a pretty tall order to fill.
1: (laughs) Um. Like, so, again, like, I assume it's three wide, uh, again, with any, uh, I think we talked about this with Albatron, like, mm-hmm. guys that cost 10 and 11 just allow you to use a secondary character that has a real effect on the game, i.e. usually Wheeljack, yep. um, but there's, like, the new Ironhide, like, um, he's melee, as usual, melee in the truck mode and ranged in bot mode again,
2: right? Yep. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Um, The question is. Does getting bold one and tough one ever. Like getting both of them.
0: So Uh, that was the thing I was going to ask is. Do you think this guy justifies a. Actual like split. Combat pip deck. Because they've they've been trying this. Not just in this set. But in the last few sets that. Okay. Go ahead guys. Like try to. Try and make it happen. But it. It seems to be, okay, well, you play orange or you play blue, and maybe splash, but not like 50-50. I mean, plan in general, I mean, not plan, focus, focus in general is what allows
1: that to occur, mm-hmm. according to my math. Um, uh, not Battle Masters, what are they called? Micro Masters. Mm-hmm. Oh, because like, you know, you pitch either color to them. Yeah. Uh, so... There's already other reasons to want to play those types of decks anyway. Um, I don't think it's necessarily that. I just think it's like whichever one slanted deck you're not going to be. It's just an oh by the way, like you also have this other thing, like you also have tougher, you also have bold. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he has three defense, so my my inclination is that he's going to want to defensive, and then you're going to be giving bold, which again to me screams like. The seven drop battle master, or you know, effects like that. So, like, because you know, he wants the three blue and things like that. So, like, yep, like in a defense, like, giving bold to whoever's going to wield that is obviously going to be powerful. Um, the only issue there is like, I don't know who your other seven drop is that you're going to want to play in that situation,
0: but yeah, um, well, you could fill stuff out with stars, you know, like if if push came to shove, like this seven five. Stars, yeah. Hypothetically, I mean, it, it, there, we still have a lot of characters that remain to be seen, so there could be something else waiting in the wings. But I see where you're going with it. Yeah, I mean, it's it, like you have to find situations like that where, oh, I want to be, I
1: want to have, you know, tough most of the time. Obvious, like you know, because it's defensive deck, but oh, where does bold actually help me? Mm-hmm. I have thermal weaponry, or oh, I was about I, to say thermal weaponry. Right, or I, I have that battle master, like I, I can just imagine situations where it's relevant, and that's where um I feel like he has huge use I, again, anytime i'm gonna get a get a use out of a character like flame like a flame war type ability, I'm gonna like it, yeah uh, so I'm a big fan of that ability. I just don't know if his like I guess his bot ability is good enough. I don't know it's that basically.
0: I mean, if you're,
1: but so is every card. Like honestly, like every card is just adding stats one way or the other. Whether it's even Optimus, like I mean, the only reason why Optimus is good is because you can you can do direct damage to other characters. But like ultimately, if you're just playing a leap, he's just a block of stats. So
0: yeah, and that's one way to look at. It. I think that he in the the bot mode because of some of those other scenarios you described. It's possible. I think the focus is going to be relevant. I mean, depending on what his partners it are, and again, you, you can maybe get some of those star cards, like, um, what's the one? Something, something recon, the, the one that lets you flip three. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. if you could, uh, the reason I bring that up is because it's a dual pip thing. So, it, you, depending on the partners, you get rollout matrix, that thing. You know, some number of copies, and that's like maybe eight orange blues. So, you, you know, like the bold and tough to your original point will air quotes always matter.
1: So, I mean, like, yeah, if,
0: I, I, I still think you're.
1: I also forgot that he can just put Iron Blaster on, which is obviously insane. So, like, oh, yeah. So, I, so, if we're back to that, then the weapon thing, the weaponizer, I mean, the Battlemaster thing doesn't matter as much. So, like, we're back to Wheeljack Flame War again, which just seems like an insane deck to me.
0: So. <laughs> yeah, that that's really bizarre. But, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like you said, thermal weaponry, we'll, we'll just go blues. We'll, we'll throw some thermal weaponries on these guys and call it a day. Um, yeah. Or any of another, because he does a little bit of everything. So, pick any, whatever your, uh, your favorite is. And wild I mean like if you if you played like
1: hot rod flame war this guy your hot rod is gonna have tough three off the bat like if you played <laughs> that's like, <laughs> like the tough right. guy has like flame like t- I mean, these, you're just like with one flip like everybody but like if you just flip flame war with him mm-hmm. except for him himself because he doesn't give it to him like the thir- like, the flame war and the third character both auto-have tough 2 without playing a single armor or yeah. anything. And that's just, like, that's kind of it, ridiculous. It's
0: Stunticon so. Swagger's time to shine. Sure. Well, they can play laser it's- cutlass, and then they ha- <laughs> they have lots of answers to your your a million tough. Um, it, it's Warpath's time, sure. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> so... Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's really powerful. I mean, like yeah. uh, any ability that gives you this this passive, um, effect is just gonna mm. be powerful. I just don't know that. I, I I have to see how the deck plays out in comparison. Because again, like any again, like we said with others, like eleven star cards and above are just centerpieces of decks.
0: So yeah, um, it, your example of doing hot rod flame war because the laser cutlass now exists, so those guys will you know, do something. Uh, they're not just going to, you know, mindlessly and pointlessly flail against your opponent. Um, they can actually get something accomplished. I don't know. It feels like there there could be something there. And then even if you're only running oranges for the sake of sparring gears or something, you know, you can focus slash or focus and bold to them. So this Optimus suited up with an Ion Blaster that might be fine. I mean... And then I you think just, like, is. grind them out, because you're going to have tough a gazillion.
1: The situation right now, to me... Like, as it stands right now, I, I still can't avoid the... the Wheeljack Flame War thing, just because, like, those are characters that want the stats. Yeah. Um, The other characters, like, with Star Cards and things like that... like you're just better playing Balance of the legend, but like, it's just the passive nature of it. Just make up so much of an advantage mm-hmm. um, that we'll have to wait and see. But um, I see a lot of potential with this guy. I just, you know, I mean, there's even the possibility of like f- with a bunch of little guys because like it's sort of like effects in other games that pump your entire team. So like, you know,
0: are you are well, desperately? Mean, yeah, I was about to say. Like, are you actively trying to avoid naming the cards? Yeah, okay. I'm trying to
1: actively avoid. The, that's that's naming, fair. The cards.
0: Okay, then I uh. then I won't call it out. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. So like, there's those situations. You play it with silver bold as when of your five drops he has bold two built in, like you know, and to get his flip ability, like that's because that's the thing. Like, you have to look for ways that like a typically defensive deck or something like that will to make use of the opposite thing I can't imagine where there's a lot of like use of tough like I, I think the, there aren't any I'm not positive other than like preventing more damage but like things like silver bolt things
0: like um i guess it would depend if we saw more greens that in this set that we would want because obviously you're not getting enigmas or something with this but
1: yeah I just think there's i just think things like that Silver Bowl or yeah. um the, the the weaponizer, like the battlemaster guy, things like that um are going he's going to help those like passively. Yeah. Um if you want to play an aggro deck, like he helps the fire con, for example.
2: Mm-hmm. Um
1: you know. Well, like, you can only just, run
0: one of them, I guess, because it will be at nineteen he helps, at that point. He <laughs> helps the one that matters. Yes. <laughs> well <laughs> he actually helps, he helps the defensive one also.
1: Yeah, honest with you. So, like, um, if you're going to run him in an aggro deck, like, you can run him in on either side. Even though he has the three defense, because again, like, he, it's it only matters what, how much he's attacking for when he's attacking, and he's going to have fun, he's going to have focus. Um, so, like, you can run him in an aggro deck and give your whole team bold one. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: Like, I think that's a reasonable thing because a six attack guy with innate bold one. And it will call it. I mean, it's not bolt two, but focus one means you're digging closer to double oranges. So, right, and that's the way you need to play it. In a, yeah, in a one sided deck, yes. Yeah, it's yeah. It, one thing I I it isn't specific to this Optimus, but the the Megatron and a bunch of other cards that, as compared to Rise of the Combiners, which obviously, as the namesake would imply, is focused around them. Um, And we have seen other decks, so I'm not saying that, oh, well, it's all combiners all the time. And, you know, some of the decks are combiners like Sentinels, but not really combining. Right. It feels as though these characters and a number of other ones that we have seen are opening up a lot more options and other decks, which is really cool to see. So, like, this Optimus, we've been talking about it, there's (laughs) as many different directions to take him as there are keywords on here, at least, so... Yeah, I would agree, because you can go with direction. And that's, Which it, is what I really like. Yeah, it, it, the flexibility... Of, and I mean, when you sit down, if they if they slam down this guy, barrage, other aggressive character, okay, well, the bold is probably going to matter more than the tough in that build. Or you can make an assumption on that. But um, it, it'll lead, you could have someone sit down at the same thing, like you said, with this guy, hot rod, flame war, and go, okay, well, you're running the same character, or the same focal... Character, but they're wildly different decks.
1: Yeah, one thing to point out, mm. which I don't think is by accident, is you can run fully suited up Ultra Magnus and this guy as a two character.
0: Yeah, I I think that probably came across in one of the design meetings at some stage. <laughs>
1: and you know, and because like this would actually make ability also viable to flip the you know the the mini Metroplex thing. Yeah, so I think that's powerful as well.
0: Yeah, it's a reasonable thing to talk about because I, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to say people wrote Ultra Magnus off, but it it was. Well, he's a big dude, and okay, well, he gets his armor, maybe, but odds are it's not. Um, odds are it's going to get basket shield, right? Exactly, but <laughs> the well, like you said, this is a scenario where okay, you you still have two reasonable. Guys, and like you said, hey, maybe that <laughs> universal strafing run matters. Yeah. So, well, that'll do it for the spoilers for this episode. Anything stand out to you, Scott, or anything else you want to add before we close up shop?
1: No, I guess I really shouldn't be shocked that there's a mega Megatron- shop. Was so maybe mm-hmm. I shouldn't have been, but like, I don't know. I still kind of was.
0: <laughs> I mean, we're there's. They're evergreen characters. Megatron, Optimus, Bumblebee, and Starscream. We're, we're going to get a lot of them. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean... But um, I guess I was just expecting them in Siege 2 based on the way that... The, I just assumed that like there was going to be a Decepticon uh, weaponizer. So, like... And that these guys were going to... But yeah. it's fine with me. I mean, whatever.
0: Well, I'm curious uh, to that point of... So will we be getting... Because it, it sounded as though these sets maybe weren't... I don't think he explicitly said, Drew, that is, or, or John, for that matter, that they were, like, designed... It, it was one big set and then split into two? No, it was. It was. So, are we going to get another set of these guys, or is this going to be the Optimus and Megatron, etc., for that big set, and they just said, okay, lump them all up front? Um, there may be different rarity ones. Yeah, we might get get a common one or something, I would suspect... Yeah, I. And side note, like I
1: really like the art on the Optimus. I kind of don't like the art of the Megatron. Just as a side note, yeah, kind of like he looks, he looks giant Japanese robot-ish
0: to me. I don't I'm, know why. I don't like the Optimus Alt mode, but I don't like it on the toy either. the The Megatron art, I think, is the middle, like somewhere in the middle for me. With the common Wave One being the worst to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, it, it, the rare Wave One being the best i think yeah he just
1: it just looks too like i don't know japanese voltron robot type thing
0: Mm, i got you
1: the head the head is like too far down like in the chest i don't get but
0: whatever i mean i I like the the look but yeah the like as in the pose that he has Mm. but the yeah i'm not and i don't really like the, the tank mode i don't think but whatever otherwise is a truck right even though it's like some Cybertronian truck right yeah the the space truck with uh, yeah. anti-grav uh, tires because <laughs> he yes. still has tires although sure. to, to be fair they did do that in the video games um where they if you didn't have like boosting so for, for the extra friction they would pop out tires and, and go faster kind of thing um gotcha and then otherwise they were like kind of hovering around but anyway uh so, yeah, that, that'll that pretty much do it for us, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, one last chance. Anything else, Scott?
1: <laughs> no. Um. Uh, again, like, we're still waiting patiently for some of this convention news to come out. And when it does, we'll try to jump right on it. Um, right. right. If you have any, qu- you know, I don't know if there's any questions in chat at all. I guess we...
0: No, it was kind of quiet this week. We did have a lot of people, but everybody's everybody's lurking. So shout out to Chad. Thank you for listening. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um. If you have any questions about any spoiler cards or want more information on the Patreon or like want to talk about it at all, like you know what what you're quote getting for your your money or anything like that, just feel free to reach out to any of us. Yep. We should in the right
0: direction. Absolutely. So yeah, like we had mentioned in episode one, that was the the big uh, secret I was alluding to earlier on this half. Uh, check out check out over on VectorSigma.info, and you can get a link to all the Patreon info, uh, and it'll fill you in, or as, as Scott said, reach out, and we'll, we'll be more than happy to explain everything. So, yep. that'll do it for this week, part two. Definitely check out part one, where we went over recent events and the Patreon and other news. So, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for watching, and please tune in next time for more random thoughts.